Hey friends, welcome back. We got a really different one for you here today. I just want to remind you that most of my week, I'm a leadership coach and a sabbatical coach. So I'm pulling out the greatness in people's lives. I'm asking, what are the obstacles you're hitting against? How do we discern what your next steps are? And then holding people accountable to take their next steps. Shout out to all my coaching clients. I love you guys. I believe in you guys. These are faithful women and men who love Jesus and lead in business. They lead in nonprofit spaces and in church spaces. And once in a while, uh, I hear something in uh, a podcast or in a coaching conversation that needs to be a podcast. And that's what today is. I was literally in the middle of coaching a guy named Brent Minter. He's a pastor in Iowa. He also works with Salt Network and they help to plant churches. They are a church planting church. Brent is a curator of conversation and of great content uh, and a local church pastor, one that I deeply respect. And I've been working with Brent as a coach now for a while. I've had the opportunity and the privilege to see him in the joy of life and leadership, in the struggle of life and of loss uh, in their family. I've walked through sabbatical with him as a sabbatical coach and currently serve as his leadership coach. And I just love what Brent's thinking about, the kind of conversations that we have. We began to talk about a topic and I as time out, let's do a quick podcast. So yes, we're doing kind of a sneak podcast for you. And this idea of feeding the ox, it's one that I am talking about a lot to leaders just in a different language than Brent talks about it. We talk about taking your next right steps. Faithfulness and obedience are about your next right steps. So is stewardship to say, here's what I've been given. And I want to see this kind of harvest way down the line. This is the dream. This is the goal. But here's the challenge. We have to move backwards. What does that look like today? What does faithfulness look like today? What does faithfulness look like this week? Which is a lot why we've organized and arranged the right setup journal. I use it every morning and every week. And say, here is what I'm called to today. Here is what I can do today. Uh, after I'm done with this podcast episode, I'll go pick up my kids and I'll help them with homework and I'll host neighbors and friends and I'll uh, call relatives. And that is what today is for me. That is what faithfulness is today for me. And Brent talks about that in some really helpful language here. He's talking about feeding the ox. He brings us to a verse you may not have heard in scripture. And I love the way that he puts that once in a while. I want to platform one of our awesome coaching clients here and say that we love the work that we get to do. We get to help people who are already on their journey toward health and impact see greater health, greater impact for them, their families, their organizations, and Brent is one of those. So enjoy my kind of random, sneak but awesome conversation with coaching client, Pastor Brent Mentor. Brent, my man, coming to you live from a coaching session. Great to have you on the podcast. Man, it's good to see you and I always hang out with you, Alan. We're literally in the middle of a coaching session today. We're talking about content yeah. and you're dropping some fire. Uh, before we dive into your coaching experience and content um, today, uh, we've had a coaching relationship, leadership coaching, sabbatical coaching. You've been on one of our experience, which is experiences, which was actually a really pivotal time in your life. Um, talk just a little yeah. bit about how this has been helpful to your life, meaning your family, 
your leadership, meaning pastoral work, and even now your content creation. How's coaching been helpful to that? Yeah, I think, Alan, we met in a season. Um, we met on a, a compassion trip and caught a lot of fish and hung yes, out and we had a did. Really great time. We laughed a and lot. A lot, right? And then about a year later, um, uh, the church that I get the opportunity to pastor has grown a lot. Walking into a new building, um, in a pivotal season of onboarding an executive pastor, there's just a lot of going on from, you know, over a period of about six years, going from three and a half staff to right about 20. Like that's a, a big hump. And it was in a season where an XP was coming on and honestly being really tired, not burnt out, but just like, we've, I got to rethink this new season of leadership and I don't have a working model. So remember our time together. So called you up and be like, dude, I'm not burnt out, but I can't keep going this hard. Um, and, and so we got an opportunity to, to get a, a short sabbatical. Like even we actually called, you know, a, an extended vacation is what our church called it. I got four weeks off this past summer, this past summer, which was so great, uh, which was before we can move into the new building, right. As getting a new XP. And so working with you has just been really helpful to me to have an outside voice that helps me process all the new things I'm learning giving me courage to take the right next step, like validating my gut, helping me look around the corner, um, all those sorts of things. I'm just having really helpful conversations um, outside of the trench I'm fighting in. And it just is helpful to get on a different hill. And it's been really helpful. Yeah, man. A couple of moments that stand out. One of them, you're in sabbatical coaching, you're out on your deck and you're talking through the realities of that, like, oh man, you know, the sunshine and space and just hearing that rest in your voice. Uh, and I love that first, like you said, that first call, one of the misnomers is I'm struggling. I'm burned out. Um, I don't know what to do next. You've never been in that space, but there was this reality yeah. that um, a season's coming in our leadership and in our church, in our organization, where I'm going to have to rise to meet that, which means we're going to have to get rid of some of the old and pick up some of the new. Yeah. And that's that's the shift or transition. And then maybe the other kind of crazy thing is that we we never don't have something to talk about. A 90-minute session goes so fast. And today we started out based on a you're wearing a hat that says into the storm. And we start on a yeah. comment there, kind of joking around, and then it goes, and we're talking about content creation. So that's one of the fluid pieces that I love about coaching is I have a general yeah. idea where we're gonna go, Brent. But who knows with our two brains put together, I don't know where a coaching is go, but there's there's sort of always something there, which is really fun. We can't really plan it. Agreed, totally agree with you, man. I, I think that that's been helpful is I don't I, I don't need I don't want to come up with another agenda of what we need to deal with. And I feel really True. in a good space that I can walk in and be like, I'm not sure what we're gonna talk about, but I'm pretty sure it's gonna be helpful. And so that's actually good for me. I don't have to come up with a here's the 14 things I need to talk about, but you're gonna help guide and Sherpa that moment. And it's good. Sherpa the moment I received that. Yeah. And the reality is you walk with somebody long enough. We've got loss in there. We got a lot to celebrate. We got new challenges coming up. Um, we have discernment around, Hey, is this an opportunity for me or not? One of those things you're doing yeah. now is podcasting and you're great at taking an idea and sort of teasing it, pulling it out. Um, and so you've got this phrase, feed the yeah. eyes. Where yeah. did that start and what in the world do you mean by that? Yeah, so I feel uh, in the life of our church, uh, our elders kind of for this year, 2023, the 
the the direction we want to go. And this is tied into a long-term strategic vision frame. So we're not talking about that, but this year's focus was made to flourish. And, um, and so, you know, as a leader, that's not, that's where we're taking as a church, but there's a level of where do I need to flourish? Like that's one of the things we're pushing our people into. So I always take a lot of time between Christmas and new years. And I was just reading the Proverbs and, uh, I want to read this uh, proverb. This is Proverbs 14, 4. You do not have this one memorized. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Where there are no oxen, the feeding trough is empty, but an abundant harvest comes through the strength of an ox. And so for me, an abundant harvest, that's that's made to flourish language. And that's what I want in my life. It's what I want in the life of my church. It's what I want our church to do in our city is help our city flourish. And so... I want an abundant harvest. I want the made to flourish life. But check this out. It it's like where there are no oxen, the feeding trough is empty. But an abundant harvest comes through an ox, through the strength of an ox. And so the idea is if you want the harvest, you got to have the ox. But if you have the ox to get the harvest, that means you just signed up for the farm life. That means you got to wake up in the morning, feed the ox, care for the ox birth the new ox. I don't know what all it takes care of. I grew up in the country, but I'm not an ox expert. <laughs> but here's the reality. If you want the harvest, you have to feed the ox. And so for for me personally, that's been a season of looking at where in the world do I need to feed the ox? Because there's things that I want harvest, but it, the simple things, I mean, it, maybe this would be like James Clear atomic habits. Like what are those little habits that you want this harvest, but you got to back that up. And so for me to put it in biblical language of feed the ox of like, I know what I, it's not fun to get up in the morning and feed the ox, but man, when it's time to get a harvest, I want that ox in my stable, ready to go fully fueled in good health, ready to rock and roll. And so that's for me, it's something I'm working in through my life. It's also something I'm pressing into our staff. I just recorded a podcast. We kind of have a podcast for our church where we do a lot of different things, but and I'll give a great example. I'm a pastor. I want an abundant harvest. I want to flourish in my sermon writing. So it's it's one thing for me to say, I'm ADHD. It's real hard for me to kind of get in the moment of sermon writing. But here's how I'm feeding that ox. I'm feeding that ox by if I work first thing in the morning, that's when I'm the sharpest. Yep. And if I don't come into my office, I'm not distracted by office things. Okay. So if I walk in the office, I'm going to feel what's around the building. But if I stay in my study at home, I can stay in the pocket. So here's what it looks like to feed the ox. Switching my schedule so that I can be in my office writing before anything can distract me. Number two, this is like feed the ox massive piece. And this is it. Feeding the ox for me looks like before I go to bed, taking my computer, cleaning my office, plugging my computer into my monitor, with every sermon writing application open. So when I hit it in the morning, I have no distractions. My manuscript is up or my, you know, the 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 word app, it's actually on uh, um, Apple pages, but whatever I write in, Logos is open and go. I just step into the moment. That's, that's feeding the ox. Yep. Because I know for me, it's easy for me to get distracted in the fields. And so I need to feed the ox. So... So that applies in every area of your life, but that's how I'm feeding the ox. And that's so close to our heart at Stay Forth, Brent, which is why we needed to jump on this and get you on the podcast because we're talking about the little things. 
So let's reverse engineer. What is the harvest you're dreaming about? And then you have these tools in their day, an ox. And then what do we need to do? I, you know, in, in order to ready that, I think about the proverb of don't wait until you're thirsty to dig your wells. And that's cultivating around us, right? That's those principles that we want and need to head into that next season. And that's essentially what we get to do in coaching. And one of my favorite things, Brent, about coaching is that I'm constantly learning. I'm learning from really great, really sharp leaders. Uh, nobody enters coaching that's not hungry, right? Because we're, I'm going to like yeah. ask you to do some uncomfortable things. We're going to dig into some tools. Um, but there's such a hunger. There's such a humility there that I'm picking up stuff like this a lot. And so I just think that's a beautiful question to leave us with here on the podcast, not just an interview about coaching with Brent, but truly a question, what ox uh, are you feeding? And then what's the fuel that you're feeding it with? What what does that look like? Because somebody else's journey is not exactly like yours. I'm an early morning guy, so I love that. But the principle is like, man, if you want something to flourish, you got to give it the best time and energy. What does that look like? So we just wanted to leave you guys with kind of a micro episode here and um, Brent, kind of last thought on this. What's been the challenge? A lot of people listening want to launch a podcast and perhaps pastors that are creating tons of content at that. What's yeah. the challenge uh, been in launching the podcast? And then what do you hope for that harvest to be uh, in this ox that you're feeding? Yeah, I think uh, I'll talk to you about the hope and then the challenge. I'll do it in a reverse order. The hope is this. We are a church that preaches through books, the Bibles, we're expository Bible preachers. So there's moments in the life of our church that are cultural moments, that are teaching, that are all sorts of things that we want to help our church that's not on Sunday morning. And so we needed to create an avenue to do that. So that's everything from um, just like we talk about, like things that are important to the spiritual family of Keystone. And so that's like, hey, we hired a new staff member. We can't do all that on Sunday morning. But we created an environment, and so we want to bring some of our content off of Sunday morning. We got so much more to offer than a sermon, but we didn't have a platform to do that. And so that's it's. Listen, I ain't trying to be no celebrity pastor. I'm trying to shepherd the flock of God amongst me, and that, that. But that's a real helpful tool for us to be able to get into our people's cars on their commutes and that sort of stuff, and just help shepherd them and stuff that's not in the text on Sunday morning. Yeah, and but the heart. I think it keeps you sharp too. Like, I think it is 100%. It's a both and because we're talking about this idea and some of these threads are going to be on the podcast in the next few months because you're just always wrestling with content, right? Yeah. And then the hardest piece for me is um, it was committing to something else before um, I had complete control of everything else. So we kind of have committed to a production schedule every other week. Hopefully that'll be more in the future, but I want to make sure it was something that was true. And I have for six months, not jumped in because I couldn't handle another thing on my calendar. So it did mean starting to say no to some other things. It started, it means prioritizing it. And it meant that there's a person on our staff that is my cheerleader. He's like, when's the next episode? When's the next? And it's given me not a burden, but he's, it's giving me freedom. So giving myself the freedom to do that because it is super helpful. And, um, but that's been the challenge because Working the same way you've been working for a long time, it's hard. It scary might be too strong of a word, but it it's enough true. Like, oh, I'm going to commit to this whole nother thing. Well, that means you're going to have to adjust other things. And what's the most important in helping me in this season of leadership in the life of our church? And so 
making those adjustments is what it has taken. One more question I'm going to throw at you. Brent, what's the biggest change or the smallest, best change you've made in your leadership in the last year? Um, I feel like I've, I've had to change. I don't know what other leaders feel like when the organization, organization grows and all of a sudden the organization needs a different leader. I don't know if you've read uh, Keller's Church Size Dynamics, but one of the things I notice when I read it is the, the person has to change the most in growth cycles is the lead guy. And so um, it's me. And that means like I have to walk, my XP and I today were talking like, I have to walk into meetings different. I don't need all the ideas. I need to empower the team, but the, that's not what got us here. And so it is just a constant adjustment. And man, I'm so grateful because I have people on this team that want that want that for me. People, no one's wanting the old same thing or things for me. They want to give me the space and then making sure you have people around you to help you because they're new skill sets. Um, and you need people to help you learn those new skill sets. Brent, you the man. You're spitting wisdom here <laughs> on the podcast. That. In the middle of our coaching session today, uh, you had no idea this was going to hit you, but man, I've loved walking alongside of you. I've loved the way that you're shepherding, leading your church, uh, and you're growing like crazy in the meantime. It is such a joy yeah. to be on the journey with you, my man. Awesome. Thanks, Alan.